0: There you go. One <coughs> uh, of the unspoken <coughs> benefits of children for adults is having an excuse to enjoy cartoons again. Not only for the nostalgic entertaining factors, but to also relive your childhood through proxy and through a child's eye. Of course, as an adult with hopefully an adult developed brain, we can't help but observe more than we did as a child while proxying childhood. For example, for my daughter. The moment a glass display doesn't have touch inputs, it is immediately considered broken in her eyes. There's no consideration that there are still displays, which are just displays without touch inputs. This baffles my daughter, and I can't help but smile at her wonderment. Now as my, quote, fully developed adult brain, end quote, watches cartoons, I can't help but analyze past the slapstick humor. Children's literature and cartoons are rife with pigs who can walk upright as a human, talk like a human, and wear some clothes as a human in a world where being pantless is completely acceptable for children and Wait, adults alike. Let's be reasonable. Buddy, if you don't put some pants on, you're gonna become It really begs a question in this pantless universe. What kind of confusion are we putting our children in front of where they may question a cartoon's superpowers? but not the fact that it's a talking, dancing pig. Allow me to thank everyone who participated by voting or submitting questions at askdumbquestions at gmail.com, as well as our Twitter and Facebook page. Today I'd like to answer the listener submitted question which reads as, why is it when watching cartoons with talking animals, we discuss the crazy situations they are in, and not the fact that they can talk? The answer is due to anthropomorphism and personification, which no matter how many times I've practiced this, I keep messing up either one of those words. When we take a non-human entity and anthropomorphize it, ascribing human form or attributes, we're essentially rendering it worthy of morality and care, as well as making it responsible for its own actions, both in reward or punishment. What motivates specific items or entities' anthropomorphism? is more personal and likely related to a person's social connection and or how lonely of a childhood they may have had as well as an urge to simplify difficult or complex entities this is the same reason we were horrified to hear when Tilikum killed a trainer at SeaWorld witnesses say Tilikum jumped out of the water making it the third death related directly to the orca whale Tilikum and you'll think to yourself oh my god why would such a kind, gentle giant do such a thing? We have no one to blame but ourselves. We allowed movies like Free Willy to paint an anthropomorphic picture of a kind, gentle giant while ignoring the fact that the orca whale behaved exactly how it should. It's a f-ing wild animal with a nickname like Killer Whale living as a captive. So, from witnessing. This Dine with Shambo experience, there was nothing observable out of the ordinary during the dining really? experience. Really? Nothing out of the ordinary? Am I missing something? Are whales normally in glass pools in the wild? I'm really starting to question my elementary education now. Storytelling is one of our species' primary method of understanding and relating to the natural world. Children already have a difficult time identifying the difference between reality and fantasy, especially before the fifth birthday. It distorts the content of stories and visual representation of animals in this example. And although I can understand how stories like the tortoise and the hare can teach us about patience, have we even bothered to ask if animals can even feel complex human emotions? Can a tortoise feel proud? Could a tortoise and a hare consider each other friends? I'm not trying to come off as a prude parent, but... I'm urging to think past the common moral of the story and teach young ones to think critically about complex feelings and emotions like proudness, friendship, and jealousy. So does that mean I'll be trashing my kids' beloved books, movies, and TV shows? Of course not, I'm not a monster. Maybe I'll make two shelves. <laughs> one, shelf, one shelf, you'll learn that the penguin will only ever have one mate in its lifetime. The other shelf will hold movies who fool you into thinking that swimming with a f- killer whale has ever been a good idea. So, next time you think to yourself, why is it we're watching cartoons with talking animals, we discuss the crazy situations they're in, but not the fact that you can talk? Anthropomorphism is your answer. I can talk. I can actually, factually talk. And now that you know anthropomorphism, Think back and let us know some of the more ridiculous ones you've done yourself. Leave a comment down below, but males with small eagles need not apply. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and remember, there's no such thing as a dumb question. I can talk, I can talk, 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 I can talk.